Shalom to all. Today's daf is Beit Zadaf Lamed Vav. We are starting the first word on the daf. And today's daf is sponsored by Lili Nishmas. Mars Miriam Sar Basar Yaakov Moshe Hernish Sham Shad Avinolia and Lili Nishmas Mars Freida Chaya Beila Basar Yitzchak Tzvi Hernish Sham Shad Avinolia. Now we learned in the Mishnah that one who sees it's about to rain and is afraid that the grain drying in his roof is going to get ruined, he's allowed to lower it by way of the skylight. This does not constitute Tirchi Yisera. Now the Gemara asked, how much is he allowed to lower from the skylight? An attempted parallel was drawn from a case of Mizachas Shabbos where one is allowed to move four or five boxes of grain if there isn't enough space for guests or for the Talmud in the base Medrash. Now, this was not a definite proof because there is reason to say that the Shabbos case is different and therefore it might be that in our case you might only move less than four or five boxes or perhaps even more than four or five boxes. And we continue trying to draw a parallel between these two cases. Hasam Tanan over there we learned in Masech Shabbos Avalei Sa'aitzer and what does that mean? Varmer Shmuel Maya Avalei Sa'aitzer Avalei Yigmar Sa'aitzer Kula you're not allowed to completely clear out the storage area. If there's only four or five boxes in the storage area you're not allowed to completely clear them out. Dom perhaps we're going to end up smoothing out holes in the floor. Now that the floor is completely open and clear, you might end up smoothing out a hole, and that's Usr. So, Hachamai, what about over here on Yantif? Hasam Huba Shabbos to Usr. Maybe over there it's only Usr because it's Shabbos. Mishum to Chamer because we're very Machmer on Shabbos. Avol Yantif to Kel, but Yantif, we're more Makel on Yantif. Shopper dummy, you would be allowed to clear away all four or five boxes, even though the floor is completely exposed. Adilmer, perhaps Hasam over there, even though the Eko Bittel based Medrash, there's going to be Bittel based Medrash, there's not going to be enough space for the Talmudim to sit. Amrit, you still said Loy that you're not allowed to clear it away. Hachadeleka Bittel based Medrash over here, we're not discussing Bittel based Medrash like Kalshikane, for sure you wouldn't be allowed to do it. And another attempted comparison, Vahachatnan over here in our Mishnah we learned, Mishilin Peres Der Charu, Biyantif, you are allowed to lower the fruits by way of the skylight on Yantif, but Amr of Nachman, he said, Loi Shanu El it's only on that roof, Avomi Gagla you're not allowed to move the fruit from one roof to another because that's Tirchi Yasero. But Tayan Amihach, we have another Bryce like this, Ain Matilin Migagla Gag, you're not allowed to move the produce from roof to roof, Afil Kishagagi saying Shavin, even though the two roofs are of the same height. So Hasamai, what about over there in Shabbos? Hachahu da Asr over here, maybe it's Asr Mishum Yantif because Yantif the Kel, since we're more makel with Yantif, Vasilus Zulebe, and he's going to end up degrading Yantif, and he's going to end up being even more makel than he's allowed to be, and that's how we asserted it. Aval Shabbos to Chamira, but since on Shabbos we're more Machmir anyway, Zulebe, and he's not going to end up treating Shabbos lightly, Shapir Dami, he would be allowed to move it from roof to roof. Adilmar, perhaps, Mahacha, just like over here, even though the Ika have said pairs, there's going to end up being a loss of fruit if you do not let him move it from roof to roof. Amrit Lai, still we said you're not going to move it from roof to roof. Hasim over there, the Leka have said pairs, over there there's not going to be any loss. You're just trying to clear away space, like Kol Shekane, for sure it's Usr. And another attempted comparison, Hachatanya, over here we have a Brisa, you're not to lower this produce by way of rope through windows, and you're not allowed to bring them down a ladder or downstairs or down a ramp, that's because it's Tirchi Yasera, so Hasamai, what about over there on Shabbos? Maybe over here on Yantav is Usr, there's no Bittel based Medjish, so there's no reason to be Megal over here, but on Shabbos, there's going to be Bittel based Medjish, if you don't allow them to clear it away, there's not going to be enough place for people to sit and learn. Shop your dummy, perhaps we are going to be makel over there. Adilmar, perhaps, hach over here, even though the Ikah Hafsid pairs, there's going to be a loss of the produce. Amrit, you still say lie that you're not allowed to do it. Hasam, the Ikah Hafsid pairs, over there, there's not going to be any loss. Like Kalshikane, for sure, would be usher to do. So the Gemara concludes all these questions with Teku. We're going to have to wait for Eliyonavi to come and answer these questions. And we had Sinu Mechasan as a pair, so you're allowed to take a Kli and put it on top of fruits or on top of produce that's getting dripped on so that produce doesn't get ruined. And Amruli says, Vafila Vira Delivni, you're even allowed to take a Kli and cover a stack of bricks with it, even though these bricks are mukta, since they're going to get ruined, you're allowed to cover them as well. Now, if Yitzhak Amr, he says, Paris Ruin, you're only allowed to cover Paris produce which is fit that you are able to benefit from. He says, A Kali is not allowed to be moved on Shabbos unless you're using it for the purpose of something else that's allowed to be moved. However, over here, since you're not allowed to move bricks, these bricks are mukta, so you're not allowed to take a Kali, which is not mukta, and move it for something which is mukta. And now we're going to try to bring a Raya 
for Rev Yitzchak. Tanan, our Mishnah said, Mechasanus a Paris Bekalim. You're allowed to cover produce with Kalim. And what do we learn from here? Paris in Avir delivni Loi. It seems to be that you're only allowed to cover produce, but you're not allowed to cover bricks. So it seems to be a Raya for Rev Yitzchak. So the Gemara says that's not a Raya. Loi, who Adin Afil Avir delivni. It could be that our Mishnah is saying that you're even allowed to cover a stack of bricks, even though it's Mukta. Vaiditanu Resha, Mashilin Paris. Since the Resha the Mishnah talks about lowering fruits, and over there, since you're actually being metal to the fruits, of course it has to be something that you're allowed to be metal to. Tanu Seifa Nami Mechasanus a Paris. That's where the Seifa also says that you're allowed to cover Paris, but it's Lav Dafka that you're allowed to cover Paris. You're even allowed to cover something which is Mukta, so it's not a Raya for Avyatzok. So we attempt to bring another Raya from our Mishnah for Avyatzok. Tanan, our Mishnah that said, Vachin Kadiyayin, Vachin Kadishemin. You're also allowed to take a clear, you're allowed to take a garment, and cover pitchers of wine or pitchers of oil if there was water dripping into them. So what do we see from here? That you're only allowed to cover produce which you're able to use and not something that you're not able to use. The Gemara says, not a Raya. Hachmai Skinu could be the Mishnah is talking about Betivla, that those pitchers of oil and wine are actually Tevel and you're not able to use them. And Hachinam Estab, it's actually logical to say that. If you want to say the Mishnah is talking about pitchers of wine and oil that you are able to use, Hatanale Resha, we already mentioned the Resha of the Mishnah of Paris that you're allowed to cover produce or you're allowed to move produce. So it's obvious that you're allowed to cover or move produce that's not Mukta. So what's the Chiddush? So Gemara says that's still not a Raya. The Chiddush is specifically talking about pitchers of wine and oil. I might have thought that the Mishnah is only teaching us a halacha, that we're chayshish, that a person is going to lose a lot of money if he allows his produce to get rained on, so then they're going to all become moldy and all become ruined, and that's a large loss, and that's why we allowed it. We wouldn't really care so much if a person is going to lose a little bit of money. A small pitcher of wine or oil is not really such a big loss, and we might not be makele in that case. Kamash Mulan, we're makele in that case as well, and we still do not have a raya for Rabbi Yitzhak from our Mishnah. And now another attempted raya, not like Rabbi Yitzhak, Tanan, our Mishnah had said, you're allowed to take a kli and place it underneath dripping water on Shabbos. And we're assuming right now that this water is not usable. It's dirty water. You can't use it for anything. So it seems to be that you could use a kli for something that is not allowed to be moved on Shabbos. So Gemara says, not a raya, but that dripping water is able to be used. And now Tashma, we're going to try to bring a raya from a brisa. Parson Machzal Sagabalavan Shabbos, you're allowed to take a mat and spread it on top of bricks on Shabbos so then it get ruined. So it seems to be that you are allowed to move something even for muktza purposes. So we say, not a raya, these bricks are left over from building. The you're able to sit on them so they're not mukta. Tashma, another attempted riot from a brisa. Parson Machzalsa Gabiavana Bashabas, you're allowed to spread a mat over stones on Shabbos, and stones are mukta. So we see that you're allowed to take something which is not mukta and use it for something which is mukta. We see again, not a riot, Bavana Makrizalas, the Chazlamisakise, these are sharp, smooth stones. They could be used for the bathroom. They used to wipe themselves with stones. They didn't have toilet paper. So this is something that is not mukta on Shabbos. Tashma, another attempted riot. The brisa says, Parson Machzalsa Gabiavana Bashabas, you're allowed to take a mat, spread it on top of a beehive on Shabbos. During the summer, when it's hot outside, you could spread it on top to protect it from the sun. And during the winter, you could spread it out on top to protect it from the rain. And as long as you don't have intent to trap the bees that are inside the hive. So we see from here that even though the hive is muktza, you're still able to take a machzalas, a mat, and move it for this muktza purpose. The Gemara says, not a raya. There's honey inside the hive, so the hive is not muktza. And now we're going to get into a detailed discussion about this hive. Amalir of Ukram Meshan, of Ashi, he asked of Ashi, this makes sense during the summer that there's honey inside the hive. But during the winter, Michael and Mamer, what could you say? There's no honey inside the hive, and still we see that you're able to cover it with this mat. So we answer, For those two honeycombs, means a honeycomb. So there's two honeycombs that were left inside the hive, and that was for the bees to get their sustenance from during the winter, and therefore it's not mukta because there's still honey inside the hive. The Gemara has hold on one second. Those two honeycombs are mukta because they're meant for the bees, they're not meant for you. So the Gemara answers, no. What are we talking about over here? That you thought about them, meaning you had intent that you were going to use that honey. So the Gemara says, okay, if you didn't
didn't think about them beforehand, what would the halacha be? Usr? It'd be usr. That's because this dvash is mukta. So if so, adetani, from the fact that the brass had concluded, as long as you don't have intent to trap the bees inside. We should just simply talk about mukta. Why are we going to a trapping discussion when we already mentioned that this is a mukta discussion? We should have said, when we say that you're allowed to cover it with this mat, that's when you thought about the honey and therefore it's not mukta. If you didn't think about the honey, usr, so then it's going to be usr. So the more answer is hachikamer. This is really what we're saying in the b'raisa. Even though you thought about the honey, as long as you don't have intention to trap the bees. The Gemara asked, Why is it that we're trying to establish his b'raisa like Rabbi Yehuda? The Islam mukta, he holds the broad interpretation of mukta, and the reason why we're doing that is to fit it into Rabbi Yitzchak. Why don't we say the end of the b'raisa, as long as you don't have intention to trap the bees. That seems to be coming to now include the sheet of Rabbi Shimon, the Amr Darshay Mishav and Mutter, that's something that you're not Mishav and you did not have intent to do this. It's Mutter, and we know that Rabbi Shimon is Makal, so it seems to be that this Bryce is also going to Rabbi Shimon. Why are we only explaining it according to Rabbi Yehuda? So the Gemara says, Vitisbro, Rabbi Shimon, does that make sense that the Bryce would be like Rabbi Shimon? Both Abai and Rava say, Mud Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon agrees, but Psik Resha Yamos, that if it's a Psik Resha, if it's an inevitable consequence, if you most definitely are going to end up trapping the bees, so then of course it's going to be Usr, and it has nothing to do with not having any Kavana. If you're definitely going to trap the bees, it's a problem. So really, the Gemara says, you're right, this Bryce is just like Rabbi Yehuda. What are we talking about over here? The Isbe Kave, that this beehive has windows as well on the side. It doesn't just have an opening on the top, it also has windows that the bees could get out from. And don't say that we're explaining according to Rabbi Yehuda, and as long as he didn't have intent to trap it, the way that we should conclude the Bryce is, as long as you don't turn it into a trap, meaning as long as you don't cover those windows as well. The Gemara asks Pshita, isn't that obvious? Of course, if you're going to cover the windows, you're completely sealing all entrance and exit into the beehive, so of course it's a trap. So Gemara says, no, the Chiddush is, you might have thought, that it's only Usr if you're going to trap an animal, if that animal something which is usually trapped for some sort of beneficial purpose. But if something is not usually trapped for a beneficial purpose, so it would be Mutter to trap it, and we know that bees are not usually trapped. People just don't go about trapping bees. They don't want them. It's not like an animal that you could use its hide or its fur or something like that. You don't want to be at all. You actually try to chase bees away. You don't trap them. Kamashmon the Chiddush is, even though it's not Bamina Nitzayid, nonetheless, it would still be Asr to trap them. Now, Ravashi Amr, he has a totally different answer because the reason we got into such an involved discussion here was because the Bryce has said you're allowed to be Matatul Amat to cover the beehive during the winter, and therefore we had to answer why the hive isn't Mukta during the winter. But he comes with a totally different answer. Does it say during the summer or during the winter? It said when it's sunny because of the sun and when it's raining because of the rain. And what's that talking about? This is actually discussing during the spring and during the fall. There are sunny days, there are rainy days, and there's also honey inside the beehive. So here we have it. They wouldn't have to come into any sort of answer. We're talking about a time period where there might be sun and there might be rain and there's also most definitely dvash inside the beehive. And the Mishnah had said, Vanessa and Kli Tachazadel for Shabbos, you can take a vessel and place it underneath dripping water on Shabbos. Tanah was taught, Imnis Malia Kli. If that Kli became full of water, Shaifech, you can spill it out, Vishaina, and repeat this, Vayna Nimna, and you don't have to prevent yourself from doing this. And now we have a story about this. The millstone room of Abai had a leak in it. His millstones were in a room that had a leak and there was too much water to catch with a bucket and his millstones were attached with hardened mud, which was in danger of washing away because of all the water. So he came to Rabba, Amr Lay, Rabba told him, Zil go take your bed, bring it into that room, now this millstone is like a grafshal ray, it's like it's something that's disgusting, it's like a bucket of excrement, and then you could take the millstones out and they're not going to get ruined. Now that your bed is in there, so now you don't want the millstones in there, so you're allowed to take the millstones out. Now, 
Abai was sitting down and he was thinking about this. He had a problem. He was pondering this thing that Rabbah told him. Are you allowed to create a Grafshel Ray? Imagine you have a room that has your garbage in it and you want to take the garbage out, but it's not really bothering anyone because it's behind the closed door. You're not allowed to take your stender and a safer and start learning in there and say, oh, the garbage is bothering me. I want to take it out. That's called creating a situation where now I have a Grafshel Ray. So he's thinking to himself, why am I allowed to do that? Why am I allowed to take my bed and bring it into this room and now I have a Grafshel Ray? I'm not allowed to do that. And now the Gemara says, in the meantime, while he was thinking about this, the whole millstone fell apart. And Amr Abai said, this was coming to me, meaning I deserve this, because I transgressed that which Rabbah told me. Rabbah gave me heter and I should have listened to him. I shouldn't have been more machmir than Rabbah. And Amr Shmuel, he says, this is a bucket of excrement and is a bucket of urine. A person was allowed to take it out to the garbage because the grav ray is disgusting, it's mose. But when he brings it back, he should put water into it and only then bring it back. The reason why you're allowed to carry it out to the garbage is because it's a grav ray. But the moment it's empty, it's simply it's disgusting, and therefore you would have to put water in it. Since this water is usable for animals, you can carry the bucket back because of the water. And now, Savramina, right now, the Havamina is that grav ray, if we have something which is disgusting, agav mana in, you're only allowed to carry it out if it's in a vessel, but you're not allowed to carry it out by itself. It has to be inside a graph, has to be inside some sort of vessel, but not if it's just by itself. But Hashma, we have a riot that's not true. There was a mouse, the Ishtakach Bey, Asparmaki, the Rav Ashi. It was found among the spices of Rav Ashi. Armelu Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi told him, You could pick it up by its tail and take it out. You don't have to pick it up in a vessel. It doesn't have to be in a jug or in a bucket of any sort. You could actually pick up the mouse itself and throw it out. And the Mishnah says, Anything which is usher to do because it's an Isra Drabanon, Mishum Rishos, or it's a Rishos, it's something which is obligatory. It's close to being a mitzvah. It's kind of like a mitzvah, but it's not 100% mitzvah or Mishum Mitzvah, even if it's a 100% mitzvah. Shabbos, and it's usher to do so on Shabbos. The Chamim say it's usher to do so. Meaning you have to be careful not to do so on Yantif. And the following are usher because of Shavos, there is a Drabanon. You're not allowed to climb a tree. No riding an animal. No swimming in the water. No clapping. No knee slapping. No dancing. And the following are usher because of Rishos. Again, it's kind of a mitzvah, but it's not 100% mitzvah. No judging a court case. No being Makadish a woman. We know if a person's brother dies without children, so he has a chiv to marry his brother's wife. That's called yibam. If he doesn't want to marry her, he has to do chalitza. And ve'elohim mitzvah. The following are actually a mitzvah, but they're still asr drabanan. Le'makdishin v'le'marichin v'le'machrimin. This is different ways of being makdish something to the base of mikdash, or donating something, or pledging something. V'le'makbiin chumar meiser, and no taking off chumar meiser. Call elu biyantif amru. This was all said that they're asr to do on yantif. Kavuchayim b'shabes for sure. You're not allowed to do it on shabbos. And ain ben yantif l'shabes. The only difference between the halachas of yantif and shabbos is el oichel nefesh bolvad is only something that has to do with food preparation as we've been discussing this entire mesechta. And now the Gemara explains the Mishnah Loi Eilin Be'ilon you're not allowed to climb a tree why not Gzer Shem Yitlash there's a Gzer you're going to end up breaking something off of the tree and that's the Itzar of Kaitzer Loi Reichem Nagav Behemel you're not allowed to ride on an animal why not Gzer Shem Yitlash perhaps you're going to go outside the Tchum we know a person is limited he has to stay within 2,000 Amas and we're afraid he's not going to notice the 2,000 Amma marker and he's going to go outside the Tchum the Gemara asks Shmami does that mean that Tchumen is actually Dairaisa? We know the Chumen were only going to make a Gzer that you're not allowed to ride an animal to prevent you from going outside the Tchum if going outside the Tchum is an Isra Dairaisa. But if going outside the Tchum is only an Isra Drabanon, so the Chum aren't going to make a Gzer to prevent you from being over another Gzer Drabanon. So Gemara says, you're right. The reason why you're not allowed to ride an animal is something different. El Gzer Shem Yachtach Zmeir, perhaps you're going to break off a branch. You're going to want to use it as a whip for the animal. And again, that's the issue of Kaitzer. We said, Veloshatan al Panayamayim, you're not allowed to swim in the water. Why not? Gzer Shem Yasa Chavis Shel Shayatin. Perhaps you're going to end up making this flotation device at some sort of tube or some 
some sort of barrel which helped swimmers swim, and that's usher because you're not allowed to make that on Shabbos. And we said, you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos or Yontif. Why not? You're going to end up fixing up or some sort of musical instrument, and that's a problem. And we said, the following are rishos. They're kind of a mitzvah, but they're not 100% a mitzvah. You're not judge a court case. The Gemara asks, for mitzvah COVID, that's actually 100% mitzvah. Why are you saying it's rishos? It's partially a mitzvah, but not 100% mitzvah. It's a real mitzvah to judge a court case. The Gemara says, there's someone who's better than him. There's someone that's more qualified than him to judge the case. So therefore, it's not 100% mitzvah. It's considered a rishos. We said in the Mishnah of Lamekachin, you're not even Makadish a woman. The Gemara asks, for mitzvah COVID, he's doing a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to get married so he can have children. There's a mitzvah puravu. The Gemara answers, he already has a wife and children, so he was already Makayim the Mitzvah of Puravu. So, yes, there is a Mitzvah to continue having even more children. However, that's not as great or as big as a Mitzvah as Puravu is, so therefore we said it's a Rishos. We said, Once again, the Gemara asked, He's doing a Mitzvah. The Torah talks about Chalitza and Yibam. How could he say it's not a Mitzvah? It's just a Rishos. The Gemara answers, There's actually an older brother, and there's the Mitzvah for an older brother to Yibam before him. And now the Gemara explains, why are all these Aser? He's going to end up writing it down. He might end up writing the Pesach Din down or Star Erison or the Ksuba, and that's why it's Aser. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continue to explain these things that are Aser, even though they're a mitzvah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.